achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. Hey, goal achievers, welcome back to Elite Achievement. Do the words accounting and bookkeeping make you want to stick your head in the sand? Well, if so, this episode is for you. As business owners, facing the numbers and embracing bookkeeping allows us to make decisions, plan and project, and ultimately stay in business to continue serving our clients. Today's guest will help us overcome the fear of bookkeeping by keeping it simple. Crystalline Shelton is a licensed CPA and QuickBooks Top 100 Pro Advisor who loves accounting and wrote the Amazon best-selling book, Mastering QuickBooks, which is now in its fourth edition. In this episode, Crystal will share her journey from corporate accounting to entrepreneur, why small business owners are afraid of managing their books, and core bookkeeping principles business owners should adopt. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me today, Kristen. I am excited to share some good stuff with your audience today. I'm excited that you're here. I know we had so much fun chatting before the podcast started. Like we almost spent our whole time just talking casually. So I think we're going to have a really great conversation today. I'm curious, Crystal, what prompted you to transition from corporate accounting to starting your own business? So I've been working in corporate accounting for about 10 years, and I was consistently putting in about 65, 70 hour work weeks, really for eight out of those 10 years. So I started to feel like I was heading towards burnout. I love the accounting field way too much to let that happen. So I just started looking for other opportunities that would allow me to work more closer to like a 40, 50 hour work week. Just so happened that while I was working at Paramount Pictures, I was on a project team that was responsible for upgrading our accounting software system. I participated in the system conversion and was asked whether I wanted to train my team on how to use the software. I had never done anything like that before, but I was like, sure, why not? So in the course of being on that project, I created training materials. I trained my staff. And at the end of it, while it was exhausting, I loved it. (laughs) And so I literally was bit by the training bug at that moment. And I was like, okay, I want to do this for a living. This is going to be my next chapter. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so from there, I just decided to get certified in QuickBooks. I landed a part-time business advisor position with the Small Business Development Center, whose clientele is strictly small business owners. So I was able to, you know, get some experience with meeting with small business owners on a one-on-one basis. And then I also taught their monthly QuickBooks workshops. Crystal, you mentioned you love the accounting field way too much. I have to know, what do you love about the accounting field? (laughs) I love numbers. I love numbers. I just feel like 
Um, you know, as the old saying goes, numbers never lie. But I just enjoy working with numbers. I enjoy spreadsheets and I know, total geek. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> So when people use terms like bean counter to refer to me, I'm like, yep, I'm one of those. (laughs) I'm proud. (laughs) I've learned as a business owner that it's super important to embrace your numbers and, and especially to track your finances. So I've definitely grown to appreciate accounting. I I don't think I'm quite there yet to say I love. (laughs) That's why there's people like you, which is fantastic. So as you started your business, What has been the most challenging part? So I would say that the most challenging part has really just been having to wear all of the hats. And so, you know, and many of your audience members know, as a small business owner, you are it. You are HR. You are marketing. You are the the accounting, you know, uh, person. And so I think just being able to juggle all of the hats probably has been the most challenging part. Challenging, but also rewarding as well. It is difficult sometimes to figure out where should I be spending my time and should I be focusing on tracking and admin and managing team members. And there's so much to focus on. Do you have any strategies that work really well for you as it relates to prioritization? I know that my strength lies in scheduling and very organized, obviously the numbers that goes without saying. And then what I like to do is leave things like marketing and other administrative tasks to people who excel in those areas. And so luckily I've been able to hire folks to help me. It wasn't like that in the beginning. In the beginning, I did everything just like everybody else. But as soon as I was able to hire a virtual assistant, I did that. And then as soon as I was able to hire a accounting intern to do some of the other things, I did that as well. And so I think it's just important to realize that in the beginning, you have to do everything. But if you want to grow and scale your business, you have to get to a point where you actually start building a team. That's just really kind of what I've been able to do over the years, and it's been great. And that can be scary because you start investing and you likely start building your team before you're ready, but I agree with you. (laughs) Having a team can be an absolute game changer for a business owner. Yes, it frees up so much of your time so that you can actually grow your business, right? Let other person work in your business while you are able to grow it and do the things that you love. And so that's that's what I enjoy about it as well. Yeah, we probably got into business to do the thing we love for me, coaching for you, accounting, and then you find yourself doing everything but the things that you love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you think has been the most rewarding part of starting your own business? The most rewarding part of starting my own business is really being able to make decisions without checking in with anyone. (laughs) And that is the God's honest truth. I mean, in corporate, you know, I was able to move up the ladder to the senior management level, but I still always had a boss that I had to run things by. And even in a situation where I needed to hire staff, I still had to allow that person to interview with my boss. And while I had some bosses that allowed me to make the final decision, I also had those bosses that didn't. And if they didn't like someone that I liked, I couldn't hire them. 
And so that was just frustrating for me. And so nowadays it's nice to just be like, I am the decision maker for this business. And it is a wonderful feeling. (laughs) Yeah. We got to take responsibility for both good and bad decisions as business owners as well, which, you know. There's no one else to uh, point the finger at. It's it's ours. We got to own it. So That's right. <laughs> Let's dive into some accounting questions. Why do you think small business owners are afraid of managing their books? You know, many clients that come to me have a fear of numbers. Um, they don't believe that they can do the bookkeeping or they feel like, oh, I have to have an accounting degree or some bookkeeping knowledge in order to do that. And yes, you do need some bookkeeping knowledge. That's true. But it's not true that you can't do your own books, even if you don't have any accounting experience. You know, and that limiting belief of not being good with numbers goes back for many people to grade school. Even myself, I was bad, terrible at math, okay? And I'm a CPA now, okay? (laughs) But the deal is this, the math that we had in grade school, algebra, calculus, that's not what bookkeeping and accounting is. Bookkeeping and accounting is the addition and subtraction. It's, you know, the easy math, right? And so for me, I would just say that what I do with my clients is I help them overcome that fear that that's something that they're not able to do by just really explaining things in really easy to understand language. I don't use a whole bunch of counting jargon and that sort of thing. You know, I keep it simple and I provide real world examples so that they understand. And I do this in my book and I do this in my coaching as well, because I think a lot of that accounting terminology can be very intimidating. I appreciate how you bring up fear of numbers. So I actually have a daughter right now who is in elementary school and we're working on math and some of the ways that these kids are being taught to do math. It's like, what in the world? This makes no sense. So then I start (laughs) to go back and like question and doubt my own skill set. And let's be honest, I have a master's in communication crystal for a reason. So I hear you when it comes to some of the fear of numbers and how that can make us want to not pay attention to our books. And let's take a step back. As we talk about bookkeeping in general, can you define very basic terms for a new business owner, what we mean when we talk about bookkeeping? Bookkeeping is really just simply keeping track of the money coming into your business and the money going out of your business. I mean, it's that simple. And so there's many ways to do that. But the best way, in my opinion, is to use an accounting software package, which does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. I love how you just kept that so simple, because when we start talking bookkeeping, I'm like, oh, boy, here come the reports and all these complicated Eyes things. over. <laughs> Track of the money coming in and going out. Really, really simple. Fantastic. So. As you work with your clients and you help them embrace bookkeeping, what do you think are some of the best practices all business owners should adopt? This will vary depending on, you know, the business, but I do have some core principles that I always impart on uh, small business owners and of course my clients. You know, the first one is do not commingle your business and personal accounts. This is something I see far too often. And I completely understand in the beginning when you're just starting out, you know, like I did, I still had my full-time job 
and my business was my side gig, right? And my business wasn't making enough money to cover expenses. So part of my paycheck went to investing in my business. And so I get that. But it's real important in the beginning to set up a separate checking account for your business and a separate savings account. And then if you must invest money in that business, you want to be clear as to when you're investing in it. So what I mean is you may need to make a withdrawal from your personal account and then deposit that money into your business account. And then when it comes to labeling that or categorizing that, it's an owner investment. It's important to label it as such because at some point you hope to recoup that investment, right? Even if you can't recoup that investment, if you were able to get a potential investor, you want to be able to tell them because they're going to ask, well, how much have you invested in your business? You could get that answer in a matter of minutes if you've categorized it in your accounting software as owner investment. You run a report, boom, and you've got your number. So for me, that's like the number one thing. Do not commingle your funds. And if you are doing that, stop doing that. (laughs) I would say the second practice or principle is to automate as much as you possibly can. So the majority of my clients use QuickBooks Online. And so one of the ways that we automate things is I connect all of their bank and credit card accounts to QuickBooks. What does that do? It automatically imports all of their transactions into the software. So that means that they don't have to sit in front of a computer and manually key those things in. So you're saving time. In addition, it improves accuracy, right? Because again, if someone's manually entering something, the chances are they're going to make a mistake. Whereas if it's automatically coming in electronically from the bank, you know, it's going to be a lot more accurate. So I would say automation is key to saving time. A third principle I would say is to use as little cash as possible to pay for expenses. And the reason why I say that is because if you use a debit card or a credit card instead, there is a record of that transaction. So you always can go back to your bank statement or your credit card statement. And in most cases, you don't even need the receipt because you know exactly what you've purchased. And so that statement is your, your source of truth. I go so far as with my clients to say, if you can apply for a credit card and just use that credit card for business expenses only, then you've got one place you need to go when it's time to file your taxes to see what did I spend on this business instead of trying to go through three, four, five different accounts and credit cards and, oh, I got a shoebox of receipts over here. And it just becomes a lot more organized. And the nice thing about credit cards, especially if it's a new one, you can get a low or introductory rate, usually for 12 or 18 months in the beginning, which is nice. Going paperless is another concept that I introduce to my clients. And so software like QuickBooks has something called receipt capture. Receipt Capture allows you to use the QuickBooks app to take a picture of your receipts or an invoice. Once you take that picture, it uploads that data and that document to the software. So you can toss that paper and everything's already recorded in QuickBooks. You just have to go in and review it and approve it to be recorded. That's a game changer for me, even because paper stresses me out. I mean, I'm an accountant. I'm not the type of accountant that has a lot of filing cabinets and paper. No, you won't find that when you walk into my office. Not at all. (laughs) 
So that's another thing that I implement. The last point I'll make on this is, and you'll love this, Kristen, is schedule time to review your books. <laughs> I know you are a big proponent of reviewing your goals, right? Weekly, monthly, quarterly. And so this is the same as that. And this is something that I do. I know that all my bank statements, I'll have them all maybe by the first week of every month. And that's for the previous month. And so the first Saturday of every month I have on my calendar to review last month. So I'll look at all my statements. I'll go into QuickBooks and reconcile all my accounts. I will generate a profit and loss report, a balance sheet report, my aging accounts receivable, accounts payable reports, and I will review those. That's like a two-hour appointment every first Saturday on my calendar. The beauty of doing that consistently is when you get to the end of the year, or shall I say January of the following year, you've got one month to do that for, December, right? You don't have 12 months of information you're trying to pull together because you got to get your taxes done. And so it takes the stress out of just the whole tax craziness that a lot of my clients go through every year. It's the same thing. And I, I try to tell them, if you implement these simple steps, I promise you, you're going to look forward to tax time because it's going to be a breeze. <laughs> that was a, an absolute game changer for me. I, I used to be the uh, client you mentioned that would uh, sit down in January and be like, all right, let's pull up all the statements and come up with all the expenses. And oh my gosh, it was dreadful. It was horrible. And I changed it and have that monthly appointment on the calendar and go back and I look at the statements and track everything. And it was so different this year. It was much, 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 much easier. So yes, I think we both can agree. Schedule time to review your books, schedule time to review your goals. I appreciate you adding that in, Crystal. That's fantastic. Absolutely. So aside from Co-mingling accounts and, and not reviewing your statements. Are there any other mistakes you see business owners make as it relates to bookkeeping? And what can we do to avoid them? The biggest mistake that I see is a lot of business owners try to set up their accounting software on their own. Now, granted, one of the reasons why I love QuickBooks is because it is ideal for what I call non-accountants or people who don't have an accounting or bookkeeping background, right? And that's most small business owners. However, you don't know what you don't know. And so my recommendation is you need to hire a CPA or accountant to set up your books and teach you how to properly use the software. Once you are set up for success, then nine times out of 10, you're going to be able to maintain it. You may have to reach out to that person occasionally to ask a question. But if you start out on the right foot, you can't go wrong. So if at all possible, find the money to get set up. Because I know a lot of people can't afford to have an ongoing bookkeeper, but you've got to try and invest in getting set up properly. That's really the biggest issue that I see. So what happens if you didn't do that and you just started, you jumped in, you just started putting stuff into the accounting software, you're a few years into business, then what do you do? What I offer new clients is a 30-minute complimentary consultation. And so 
I meet with them to find out where they are in their business, um, take a look at their books, just kind of a, a quick review. And then we come up with a game plan to clean up the books and to get them on the right track. And so for some clients, that means that they learn. I teach them how to use the software properly. I teach them how to be efficient. And then we implement some of the principles that I mentioned, like the automation and the paperless. For other clients, it involves, hey, can you just do this for me? Take over this. I've got money for bookkeeping services. <laughs> so it just really depends on the client. It's never too late to get it right. Let's think about motivating and inspiring our audience here to really embrace accounting and bookkeeping. So do you have any success stories of people who've done this really well? And what's been the result of them truly embracing bookkeeping? My ultimate goal with my clients is to get them to a point where they don't need me, okay? And this is the ones really that want to do the bookkeeping on their own. The ones that want me to provide the services, absolutely will do that. And so I don't think I'm successful unless my client can take the coaching sessions and everything that they've learned from me and implement it successfully. And so I've had many clients you know, reach out to me or send me a thank you or send me, you know, a nice little gift to just say, hey, our coaching sessions and what you taught me. I mean, I've had people to say it changed my life. (laughs) I'm just trying to change their business finances. But a lot of these people take these concepts and things that I teach them and they apply it to their personal finances as well. Because a lot of people, you know, if they're not good with their business finances, chances are they may not be doing such a great job with their personal finances as well. But a lot of the concepts that I teach them, they're able to apply them to personal. And so it does end up being life changing for many of them. And so I've got a number of success stories that I'm really, really proud of. That's kind of the main thing is if my clients are successful and I rarely hear from them, then I've done my job. (laughs) And you've embraced these concepts so much. You've actually published a book on this. You you published a book called Mastering QuickBooks, and it's a three-time Amazon bestseller, now in its fourth edition. So you update it every year. Is that correct? Yes. So the latest edition is Mastering QuickBooks 2023. It also was number one on Amazon earlier this year, like in January. And then just a few weeks ago, it was number one in personal finance on Amazon. So it is doing very well as its predecessors. (laughs) I'm really excited about that. What was the process like for you to write a book? Great question. So what's funny is I never had being an author on my list of goals ever. So it was just weird how I went into LinkedIn one day and I had a direct message from a publisher. So the publisher of my book is Pack Publishing. They're located in the UK. And this uh, agent of theirs reached out to me and said, hey, we've been looking at your social media and we noticed that you're an expert in QuickBooks and we want to know if you'd be interested in writing a book. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm like one of those skeptical people. I'm like, yeah, let me see if this is legit. So I did some research on their website. I even located an author of a QuickBooks book that they had published, but it was the desktop version. This book they wanted me to do was for the online. I reached out to her. She was gracious enough 
to do a 30 minute Zoom with me. And by the end of that meeting, I was convinced that this was the right move for me. She had nothing but great things to say about the process. And she's talked about how her business exploded after that. She's like, it's amazing if you write one book, then all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, she's the expert. (laughs) It's been an amazing, amazing process. Yeah. What a neat story that that opportunity came to you through a LinkedIn message. A LinkedIn message. (laughs) You just never (laughs) know. You never know. Well, Crystal, what is a goal that you are focused on achieving in your own business this year? Yes. So this year, it's all about expanding my reach. There's only so many clients that I can meet with in a day, right? And there's only so many hours in a day. And there's a lot of small business owners who need help, but they can't meet, right, during work hours because they're busy, you know, on their business. And so what I've come up with and what I just released last month is an online course. And so that's called QuickBooks Bootcamp Basic Training. And it's a course that I created that is both audio and video of me teaching QuickBooks Basics. And so what I love about that course is people can purchase a course, watch it on their you know mobile device or computer. And if you don't have free time till you know 10 o'clock at night, then you can log in and learn how to use QuickBooks. I also divided up the topics into short videos. So in five minutes, you can learn a topic, you know, five to seven minute videos, you can learn something. And then it's not just me talking at you. I actually have the software open and I'm actually demonstrating because that's really how you're going to learn how to use it. And so for me, it's about expanding my reach through my online course. I'm doing quite a few podcasts like this one because Obviously, you know, people in your audience are people that may not ever come into contact with me. And so that's important. And I'm doing speaking engagements as well, going to conferences and talking to small business owners and doing that. So it's all about expanding my reach. Expanding (laughs) your reach. What a great goal to help so many different business owners. And I love, Crystal, how you brought up demonstrating. It makes me think just this morning, I was at yoga, my favorite yoga classes on Friday morning. And our teacher is talking us through the moves and I ended up in side plank and everyone else is in downward dog. And I'm like, oh, I did not get that one right. So I'm definitely the person who I, I like to be shown how to do things as you know, you're, you're talking as well, which is fantastic. We've talked about a lot of great nuggets for bookkeeping for our business owners. And some of the things I'm taking away from our conversation is keeping it very simple. It's tracking your money coming in, tracking your money going out. You shared with us several of your core principles around do not commingle your business accounts, automate as much as possible, use as little cash as possible to pay for expenses, go paperless and schedule time to review your books. If you had to leave our listeners with one final piece of accounting or bookkeeping advice, what would it be? Don't stick your head in the sand and ignore the bookkeeping. Just don't do it. Because at some point in time, you know, you're going to have to face 
you know, reality. And so if, if, if you stick your head in the sand, then, you know, you're going to face issues with filing your taxes. If you file them late or don't file them, there's all kinds of penalties and interest that just, you know, pile up and you just don't want those kind of problems. I mean, I have clients that, you know, are in that situation as well. And what's in the past is in the past. And so for me, I just try to help them to move forward from that and to not let that happen again. So for me, it's just like, don't ignore the bookkeeping. Don't be ashamed if you've been ignoring it. You know, take action now to make a change. That's what I would say. You brought up a really powerful word, shame. And isn't it wild how shame can keep us from doing things that will dramatically change our businesses? Yes, exactly. And that's one of the things that I do probably in the first few minutes of talking to a new client is I tell them there's no judgment here. Okay. Talk to me about where you're at. There's no judgment. I'm here to help you. (laughs) And so I think that's important because they won't open up unless they feel comfortable, you know, because finances is personal. I mean, they're sharing, you know, the intimate details of their, you know, money and people that that's a personal thing. (laughs) So Crystal, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, your book and the QuickBooks Bootcamp Basic Training? Your audience can go to crystalandshelton.com backslash podcasts. And there I have two gifts that they can download. One of them is a checklist. So if you're brand new to QuickBooks or you're thinking about purchasing QuickBooks, I've got a checklist called Your First Seven Days in QuickBooks. It coincides great with my book, Mastering QuickBooks 2023. So it has a reference to the chapters that actually go deeper into the topics on the checklist. And then for the more seasoned business owners, I've got a closing the books checklist that you can download. And so to make sure that you do all the things you need to before you hand your books over to the tax person. So you can download that checklist for free. On that same page, you can purchase my online course, QuickBooks Bootcamp Basic Training. And uh, for your listeners, they'll get a discount that's located on that page. And there's a discount to purchase the book on that page as well. So again, crystalandshelton.com backslash podcast. And then I'm also on all of the social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook as at crystalandshelton. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you sharing your insight and your love for accounting. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Kristen. It has been so much fun. With that goal, achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on goal achieving and business growing wisdom. If you want my best goal achieving tips and a monthly reminder to check in on your goals, join my email list at kristenburke.com. 